Cheers, everyone. Welcome back to Drunk Discussion. I'm your buzz host, Connor, joined with Paul. As We're usual. Ready. We're ready to dive in today's cosmic cocktail of cold fusion and the Cardiff scale. Uh, we're raising a glass to the cold fusion, the elusive life of the party, and we're sp spiraling up to the Cardiff scale, even if humanity's still on ground floor. So let's pour another round, keep the bar talk flowing, and tackle the universe's mysteries one sip at a time. God, uh, if you, I love AI. <laughs> yeah, I love AI too. Uh, if you couldn't tell, we're talking about a few things today that involve uh, the Cardiff scale, which we'll explain, as well as cold fusion, which we'll explain in layman's terms. And Paul's got a few talking points about it from personal yes. um, endeavors. Uh, he hangs out with people smarter than him. Um, yes. Surround yourself <laughs> with people you want to be, right? Yeah. Why do you think I hang out with you, fucker? <laughs> yeah, that's why I hang out with yeah. you. I aspire to one day be a gay man. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, fuck. So how was your week? You and I haven't talked. Wild. I went. So guys, I wasn't on the last podcast, and I'm sorry. I know Jake did a great job, and you guys all love him when he comes in and fills in for a, one of us. Um, but I was at the Indianapolis 500. It oh, was yeah? an historic Indianapolis 500. Two crashes within the last 15 laps. Uh, Joseph Newgarden coming around on the last lap to take the lead. Team Penske taking their first win in a while for the Indianapolis 500. It was a hell of a race. I went to the Snake Pit, which was the EDM concert on the infield. I was in the infield all day. Absolutely nuts. There is nothing more American and just race-inspired, gritty thing on the planet. There's just not. I mean, you have half a million people there on the largest racetrack in the world with the largest in sports spectating area in the world like it's just nuts there's nothing like it and i had a fantastic time i think we threw out some specialty facts about the indianapolis 500 in the last episode i don't remember it jake and i it's, did shots i mean you can fit a lot it's like there was things going around all week for it. like you can fit the vatican city and blah, blah blah so many things inside of it but here's one that blew my mind you can fit every single big 10 stadium inside the infield of the Indianapolis 500. There's uh, surprisingly the Indianapolis 500 is full of the largest amount of people that are also lefts. There's a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of people. It's all walks of life. Like, I think it's funny when people are like, oh, I, yeah, but it's it's everyone's you there, dude. You didn't get that joke. Our left. Oh, because they're taking left turns. Make yeah. a left turn. Yeah, yeah it is. But it's a hard <laughs> left turn. I mean, it is. It ain't like NASCAR where it's wide. I mean, these are some sharp turns. I mean, there was multiple accidents. A tire went flying over top of the cages and smashed a lady's car. Oh, well, at least it didn't smash a lady. Exactly. It was close. Oh, my God. It was so close to hitting the spectators. I mean, it would have been a disaster. Um, and then Adam Driver was the guy who gave the green flag. You guys know him playing in Star Wars as Kylo Ren. Playing a lot of different stuff. So it was discount this, Keanu I, I, Reeves. Discount Keanu Reeves. Saw a lot of people, a lot of celebrities. I was kind of mad though because Shaquille O'Neal was supposed to DJ Connery, and I wanted to see Big Dig, Big uh, DJ Diesel up there. Big yeah, Dick babe. Diesel. <laughs> I wanted to see a big black dick. That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, but... what about you, man? I missed out. I mean, I know you built your little your little library box and stuff. So what else has happened recently? Uh, well, last night I hit forty thousand followers on TikTok. Uh, I finished my little library. Uh, so the little library is now full of banned books, uh, that are banned in not only the libraries, but also the school system. Um, I'm operating in a gray area because technically it is registered as a library. It's a, I'm a library steward, 
But really? there is no regulations as far as library stewards that have little libraries um, when it what comes they could to put in there. Exactly. Right, so can I add some um, some you know books to put out there? I was thinking Mein Kampf and <laughs> you're laughing, but it's already in there. <laughs> no, 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 it isn't. Uh, 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 Water for Elephants. I picked up today. That's a banned book. Uh, really weird. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird's in there. Um, that's a gr- we had to read that in school back in the day. What do you mean? Yeah, that's indoctrination according to the Republican Party. Well, I mean, both sides are fucking stupid, so I can I can only imagine. Two wings of the same bird, some bullshit. So you have your library, you're at 40,000 followers and growing. Hopefully we can have some of them followers come on over and give us a listen because we have some fun. So we welcome all of you yeah. with open arms. Almost at 41 right now, actually. 40.7 so but I, get, I, can't, I can't oh and i hit a, over half a million likes which is i have something cool. special for today connery i have a bottle i have never opened i just yes. took the plastic off i'm gonna try it for the first time with y'all uh, it is the new yellowstone single malt uh 108 okay we're gonna see how this goes let me uh pop this over to two cam so people can just watch it hmm. pretty looking bottle honestly i like the well, color I'm, of it. I'm not much of a uh Single malt fan, but we'll see. We'll see. It's probably going to taste like scotch almost as long as there's no peat. It's like a light purple bottle. That's pretty cool. Right? A teal? Is that right? Is that tealish? I don't know. Teal? Yeah. Whatever. I, I can't see purple teal. and I know why you're making fun of me. So fuck you. But <laughs> that's pretty sweet. That's good. And it's 108. It kicks you in the teeth. Like 108. It. Describe it. It's good. I mean, it's 108 proof. Um, caramel. Describe it. Oh, it's good. <laughs> smells good. Um, I don't know. There's you can definitely smell the corn with it. Um, but it's a single malt, so it's a lot more pungent. It's not I like love corn. Yeah, it's not. It's a lot more just a, a hit. Like right, like that's whiskey, man. Right. I'm drinking uh Imperial IPA Voodoo Ranger. I still had some leftover from last week, so I'm just crushing those. And then I got to. Uh, oh yeah, the city of Cape Coral invited me out. Oh um, yes, you're doing that tonight. Yeah, so immediately after the podcast, um, I'm doing some pride shit, you know? Um, So they invited me. They saw my TikToks, and they're like, hey, we have this event going on. We don't know if you live close by. And I was like, oh, what a quinkadink. I kind of do. You know, 40-minute drive, no big deal. So they're like, yeah, we'll we'll invite you out. We'll include your ticket. Um, You know, just come out here. You'll get a uh, little traveler mug, and you'll have free samples the entire night, samples of food and drinks. If you don't wear a drug discussion shirt tonight, I'm going to fucking hit you. What's funny is I think you have them all. I don't have a single one. You don't have one out of all this time? Yeah. Guy, buy one. You ordered those sweatshirts. We've done 74 weeks of this Where is my sweatshirt, Connery? What are you talking about? You said you were going to order sweatshirts for everybody. That you were going to send them. You didn't get it? No. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll fix that. Bring Um, that sweatshirt. It might get chilly tonight, you know, for you to put on. Yeah, I don't think I have to worry about chilliness in Florida, bud. <laughs> it, I, you know, it's funny because it's like 95 here, and we were in the pool all day, so it felt more like Florida, but we have a lot more pollen. 95, it only hit like 80 here. Yeah, it was hot. It was a hot yeah. one. We were shooting guns, jumping in the pool. It was a good time. Nice. You doing anything for Pride Month? Um, not t- tonight. I mean, we're probably, we're going to Yabo's Tacos, uh, some friends of ours and just hanging out, you know, I mean, I, was, I have some buddies at work that are happy for their pride month. They, we were, they were showing me their new shorts that they got and their hats they're wearing. I was like, hell yeah, guys go out there. Three inch inseam. Inseam. Yeah. The inseam. It's a large inseam. 
No, no, three inch inseam on the pride shorts. Oh yeah, like nothing. You mean as well? Okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> all right. Well, fuck. Let's go ahead and um, yeah. Let's roll that intro. Get into Fucking it. Send it, bub. Give her a good old send and tug, bud. What happened was we were, we got caught up in a drunk discussion, and then he burned the bacon. Where we talk about everything and know nothing. You know what I mean? So it's it kind of seems like a win-win-win. Here's Gerald. Come <laughs> everybody, I'm dead. <laughs> just draw a dick on it. It's not offensive. It's a dick. Everyone's got a dick nowadays. Dude, tell me more, because I don't know anything about it. Oh, a flapper's a 1920s dancer, you motherfucker. Um, got a lot of bagels. I like my bagels. Chug 30. Cheers. Salud. I mean, this shit's free, right? Monday morning. Time on in. Discussions. And we are back. Guys, gals, these and thems, uh, all inclusive. It's Pride Month. Uh, look, are you familiar with Leonard? Not Leonard Skinner, but Leonard. Leonard Nimoy? No, not either that Leonard. I'm talking about low energy nuclear reactions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking nerdy as so shit to say that out loud. Um, so low energy nuclear reactions, it's a hypothetical type of nuclear reaction that would occur at or near room temperature. Pretty cool. This would be the contrast to hot fusion though, which takes place naturally within stars. So the sun, for example, um, but under immense pressure and temperatures of millions of degrees. So cold fusion is considered highly controversial in the scientific community. So the concept of cold fusion gained significant attention in 1989 when two electrochemists, uh, Martin Fleshman and Stanley Pons, reported their ex uh, experimental apparatus and had produced anomalous heat or excess heat of a magnitude they asserted, which would defy explanation except in terms of nuclear processes. They hypo uh, hypothesized, wow, this beer, 9%, Paul? I'm already, already getting to you? Oh, man. I, I haven't I gotta eaten. catch up. Yeah, uh, you just have a little sip of your 108. Uh, they hypothesized, though, that it was due to a fusion reaction. However, the experimental results could not reliably reproduce, and the majority of the scientific community does not consider cold fusion a real phenomenon due to the lack of sound theoretical foundation. In theory, though, if cold fusion could be made to work, it could potentially provide a nearly unlimited supply of cheap, clean energy, as well as fuel for fusion. Um, you know, forms of hydrogen, like uh, deuterium or uh, tritanium, so uh, being abundant. A big thing for our listeners, right, is many of us have, have heard of uh, fission, because we have nuclear fission all the time. We have nuclear power plants around the world. Uh, they've heard us on the blast pod podcast talk about the bombs that we use, which is also a nuclear fission bomb. Um, now you have to realize, when we were talking about that SARS bomb, when it detonated, that's a hundred million times hotter than the center of the sun which is absurd with this fusion um the idea is not you're taking an atom or an energy uh, an, elect an electron and hitting an atom splitting it and causing this chain reaction the idea is you are fusing atoms not splitting them um so it's what goes on with our sun so while reading into this i have a gentleman i work with um he's you know has friends also that work in this field he was going to be working for them specifically um there's a company multiple companies that are in this but he got me going on it the other day and we started doing a little bit of a deep dive um and so this company's name is the commonwealth of while uh, you commonwealth fusion systems 
So with Commonwealth Fusion Systems uh, does is not only do they do their uh, new fusion reactors, but they're using high intense magnetism as well. So the idea is with this magnetism and this rotation that they have into this new power system that they're going on is to establish cold fusion and limitless power. Green limitless power. So like we were going to be able to have this, you know, multi-cell system power the entire, like, not just North America, like the entire continental United States, Mexico, Canada, like it could power virtually everything and would eliminate, you know, using of fossil fuels, which obviously a lot of people in our chats are probably going like, how are we going to do that, Paul Connery? They're, They're lobbying. We understand. We know this. This is just a breakthrough in science we want to talk about. Um, to clarify for a few people, so we've already talked about cold fusion. We've talked about hot fusion. Nuclear fusion is exactly the same thing. Um, or nuclear, yeah, nuclear fusion is referred mm-hmm. to as hot fusion. Right. Um, and then the Commonwealth Fusion System, CFS, the company itself is based um, or is spun out from MIT. Right. Yes. So the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Correct. Uh, so they work on commercializing fusion energy. So a commercial available system. Uh, they're pursuing a design uses uh, that uses hot temperature superconducting magnets to confine the hot plasma needed for nuclear fusion. However, this is a recent kind of breakthrough that Paul's talking about when um, it comes to and cold the thing fusion. is with them is they are taking um, ideas from something that happened not long ago. So in China. Uh, I actually, they have their name of the company blocked out. So it's probably a government contract through the Chinese government. But in China, what happened is, is that this company uh, had a, a three-step program for nuclear cold fusion. And when secondary companies came in, they're like, um, so your end product isn't cold fusion, but you guys were able to get it in your first step for about a minute. And then it deteriorated. So like, let's take a step back and look at this first step. And obviously the, that company was like, no, we want to focus on this end result. And the second, the third company or, you know, whatever came in and they're like, no, we really have to focus on this beginning. Like you guys might have done it. Like you might have cracked cold fusion. Um, so like this has been going around for time, but the idea of introducing these high capacity magnets into the rotation is kind of groundbreaking. Um, actually Commonwealth Fusion Systems is selected by the USDOE for a milestone program in accelerating commercial fusion energy. Uh, so, I mean, they have multiple things dating back to 2019 going forward uh, when they won for the Infuse Award in partnership with the National Labs and Universities Accelerated Fusion and Energy Development. Uh, the CFS wins for two departments of the U.S. Energy Awards and the Public and Private Partnerships of National Labs. So, like, this is a, a company who is backed by a high-level university and the United States government to... And our energy problems. Like, if we bust this, this is groundbreaking, not just for us, because then we're going to be able to share this with allies and hopefully the world, and we can end this energy crisis. And this could change us as, as, as a civilization forever. So speaking of civilizations, you've heard about the Cardiff scale, right? Of course I have, young one. So Cardiff scale comes in the set of three. Uh, it was th- th- theorized. one, two, and three then? Yeah, well, it's not. It's actually four, five, and six. Uh, <laughs> no. So there's this gentleman back in uh, 1964. There's yes. a Soviet astronomer named Astron- Nikola. Astronomer. What happened, Paul? <laughs> this beer is kicking my ass. Uh, named Nikolai Cardiff. Toast. Yeah, toast. Prost. <laughs> Soviet Prost. Mm. Uh, 
So he introduced the idea of civilization. So you had your type one, type two, type three, a type one civilization known as a planetary civilization. Um, so the idea behind that one is this is a type of civilization that, well, it's, it's, it's happening. Civilization. Yep. This is going to be an interesting night. I know I'm going to end up in the doghouse. And taking all that energy from that planet. Let me guess. Is that it when they're planetary? Yep. That's everything from solar, wind, ocean currents, and even earthquakes. A type one civilization would have a complete understanding and control over its planet, including weather systems, which we're doing with harp. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're not even at a type one yet, people. We're like on the cusp. Here's the tangents when drunk comes in. Did you see this fucking hurricane or not hurricane? This, uh, the the tropical storm that's starting to form already and what it's doing. You're getting early seasons now. I've been saying this for a while. It's like our seasons have shifted. No, no, no. Um, Even on the warning system, we, we used to have a few days for hurricane like advisories and they're saying it's going to. It's going to drop. It's like normally we'd have a week, maybe 15 days for an advisory. We'd have a rough idea with the spaghetti models where it's coming. Now they're saying you have two days. It will form in the Gulf and happen within two days, which makes it almost impossible to predict where it's going. For example, it's hard to prep for that. You're going to get your just like your toilet paper is going to be sitting on the shelves. Whatever shall you do? The problem is, is so spaghetti models. Um, this is a tangent. I, I know a lot about storms, especially <laughs> hurricanes. Um, so these spaghetti models are based off of previous data that they've collected. And the, they're able to make predictions based off of barometric pressure, wind, um, and direction. Right? Right, right. Uh, uh, and then it's like, okay, this is the idea of where it's going. And then you have your cone of uncertainty, right? The thing that's just happened is they had a... Right now, as of recording this podcast, there's a tropical storm brewing in the Gulf where two days ago it had a 10% uncertainty factor, which means 10% I, I got this storm brewing and it's got about a 20% uncertainty right now. You should probably go get that checked and shove a <laughs> finger in your bum. Cork that bitch. Uh, so now, as of right now, so that was yesterday. That was 10%. Now it's at 70% out of nowhere. And they're projecting it to not, they don't know if it's going to go south, back south of the Gulf, which is weird, or head north towards. It's harp. They're creating the storm. It's all fake news. A lot of people are saying that, though. That's what's crazy about it. Anyways, let's get back to type one. Yes, uh, type one, which we are not there yet, but we're close. We're on the cusp of being a type one civilization. Just like you're on the cusp of uh, type one diabetes. Anyways, as oh. of right now. Humanity is not quite at a type one civilization, but we are close. And if we perfect the ideology of cold fusion, we're going to basically advance to a type one civilization pretty quick. If, so and the thing is, if we're going to be doing cold fusion, we're not just going to be doing to a type one. We're going to be getting close on the cusp of a type two because we're, that's at the level of, the, of harnessing the power of the sun, not the sun directly, but it's reaching the Calvin levels of the sun itself. Incorrect. 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 Okay. Tell me why. Of, uh, hey, what do you know? I'll do that. Um, <laughs> so some people are speculating that we're 100 to 200 years away from even becoming a type one civilization, right? This will advance us. And, you know, there's still a few things that we need to go ahead and do in order to right. do this, right? Cold fusion is cool, uh, but you're still not harnessing all the energy of the planet you are currently residing on. A type two is a stellar civilization which is capable of harnessing all the energy of its star so the sun right the every bit of energy that's coming out of the sun we are now harnessing that 
we're very far away from that. Hypothetically, AI could launch us, us to that, you know, level. Or kill us. Or kill, or us. kill us. Which we'll, that's we'll get what into. I, that's what it was. That's God. what it was. That was God, point three. I'm so good. Uh, I'll bring that up. Um, actually, while I'm talking, you you research that real quick. Um, anyways, so a stellar civilization is capable of harnessing all the energy of its star. The concept was popularized by the Dyson sphere, not the vacuum cleaner. Make that abundantly clear. Or its more practical variant, the Dyson swarm a megastructure that would encompass a star. So imagine a giant spherical machine that is capable of wrapping around this star and harnessing all the energy of it, right? So such a civilization, though, would have already begun exploring, exploring and colonizing other planets, asteroids, and possibly even star systems, other star systems. I got it. The, the next step, thanks is the type three civilization, a galactic civilization. Not only can it control the energy of a star, but its scale of the entire host of the galaxy. How that's capable, I have no idea. They would have adv uh, advanced to the point of colonizing and controlling numerous star systems, likely through some form of interstellar travel technology, and they would be able to harness and manipulate the energy of a billion stars. Um, we'll not see that in our lifetime, but- No way. If it's even I mean, possible, it is. I mean, I think it's possible. We've had this conversation with extraterrestrials and everything else. Um, to say that it's out out of the realm of, po of possibilities, a, a stretch. I think that there are definitely there's civilizations out there. If they're able to make it to us, like we're saying potentially, and watching us, who knows, man? Who knows? The limitless. It, it's just it's limitless. It is. It, it's it goes on forever. They've they could have had. A billion, two billion, three billion years of a head start in evolution compared to us. I mean, that's a long time to evolve to a type three civilization. Yeah. Yeah. I got some hypothetical questions for you. All right, let's do those before we get into the uh the mishap. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it was I I'm glad it wasn't in real life. It was just in a simulator. It's still fucked we'll up. We'll get there. Yeah, they have no man. idea, but hit me, hit me, hit me with okay. this. What if humanity discovered a prehistoric Dyson sphere built by dinosaurs? That'd be fucking epic. Imagine. Could you imagine that if dinosaurs were actually like sent like extremely sentient and, and able to, you know, have technologies beyond what we have ever fathomed? What's that show? There was a movie back in the day where it was like they went down this well and they found a, an old an old world and the whole world is like dinosaur ran and they, they speak English and talk and they have like their own technologies. There's a whole movie on this shit. And if I find it, I'm going to tag it to this. I swear to God, but it was awesome growing up because they, all these dinosaurs are, they're using them for transportation, for construction, for, for political, you know, game. like they're in every aspect that we have, but there's dinosaurs. Like imagine a velociraptor being your lawyer. I think you should stay away from the brownies, Paul. I know. I, they've been kicking my ass all week, but I haven't <laughs> had any today. I, I, I plan. One, a, a nibble. A nibble. They, I don't know what they're doing to this shit anymore, but, like, I had a nibble of that bitch. All right, but regardless, it was a show back then, and they went on, and the stretch was, like, dinosaurs didn't, extinct, didn't go extinct. They just moved to a different realm, and we were able to get to that realm, and then they are advanced to the quality of life that we're at. And if not farther, and it was a, it was a pretty cool concept idea for a, a TV show. I ain't gonna lie. Do you think, uh, since we're in the hypothetical world right now and on tangents, 
say the dinosaurs were a type 2 civilization, right? They had the Dyson sphere. Do you think that's what led their, to their demise? Yeah, the, the, I don't know about that because it was an asteroid, right? I guess it depends on which section of dinosaur history you look at because, I mean, there's been multiple extinctions. My favorite is, we all know it, Rick and Morty. The dinosaurs come back and the asteroids chasing them the whole time. They, the, every civilization, they, they, they build up and as soon as they leave, an asteroid destroys it. Please tell me you've seen that Rick and Morty episode. I have. No, that's a okay. good episode. It's a good episode. And I mean, like, that's, that's funny. Um, who knows? I mean, we'll never know. All right, another question for you. Let's say cold fusion, though, is not only possible, but it's naturally occurring in, like, like a penguin, for example. <laughs> yeah, an explosive nuclear penguin. No, 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 <laughs> that's hot fusion. That's, that's nuclear fusion. I'm talking I mean, about cold fusion. Even with cold fusion, the reason we call it the cold fusion is it's just at a lower temperature. It's still extremely hot. It's well, just not to the level of the sun. No, they're saying it's ambient temperature. Cold fusion no. happens at ambient temperature. Well, hypothetically. Hypothetically. That'd be awesome, too. I mean, if it naturally occurred, I don't think it naturally occurs anywhere on this planet. Do you imagine, like, they just go ahead and they have cages full of penguins at a Starbucks, and all you, you know got to do is plug in your cord, your that's iPhone why, cord to a plugins asshole? That's why Antarctica is off limits. It's just a fun bunch of penguins fucking each other, and it causes a chain reaction. <laughs> It's just a bunch of cold bombs going off in yeah, Antarctica. Going off. Like, Trust me, man. I've seen some shit. You don't <laughs> go to Antarctica. Penguins fucking each other, and it creates sparks. <laughs> they God. do fuck anything, though. They really. Have you ever seen a penguin documentary? I have. Uh, there's usually wow. after afterwards. There's like a, a document docu series about the documentary. It's like the, with the the people out there shooting the programs, blah, 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 going on like this. Well, penguins are humping add, their legs. Dude, everything. They add videos of extra shit that they didn't put in. And hung, pe penguins are fucking each other. Male, female, they can't tell. They're fucking dead seals, dead penguins. Like, they, they do not care. They're just going to town. Pride Month, brought to you by penguins. <laughs> fucking anything. Oh, did we just come up with a t-shirt? Yes, yes, we did. Fucking oh. penguins, and it's just a penguin just fucking another penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Um. Well, I mean, we could. I got. I've got another, Let's hear another seven one. hypotheticals. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All. We got time. We got time. We do have time. I don't even know what time we started. I don't. Oh, well. No idea. I just. I know. I got to leave here at like in like thirty minutes. All right. Let's imagine we encounter an alien species that feeds solely on cold fusion energy. What would be the implications to humanity if we've hypothetically cracked the code in 2023? Oh, like it, the aliens are coming, these, this, these creatures are coming to eat the cold fusion? Maybe Rather, that's why there's been an increased presence. Maybe we just hit them with some fucking hot, you know, hot, uh, hot stuff and nuke the little bastards in space. I mean, if they eat cold fusion, who says they can't handle fucking fission? I mean, fission's... That's some hot shit. A thousand yeah. times the center of the sun. Sure. I yeah, mean, that's some hot shit, bro. Would we technically just become a cafeteria for aliens then at that point? We'd say, uh, hey, look, I mean, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll produce cold vision for you. And then you just stop by. You give us, we'll trade it off like a trade off. But what would they have to offer it? Well, probably interstellar travel since we don't fucking have that yet. If we crack cold fusion, there's it's limitless power. We can, well, we can un, that theoretically unlimited. then unlimited power, unlimited power. 
Okay, Obi Wan. Whoa, oh, wait, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! Slap your face! Slap your face! <laughs> but no, like you if, ever pick that up? <laughs> it, it picked it up, slap and all. I mean, it, it's like um, there's so many instances in like Star Trek or Orville or Star Wars or stuff like that when you look at sci-fi, um, with like creatures potentially being out in space that feed on natural elements, whether it be fusion, you know, fission, all this stuff. Again, I'm not leaving it out the realm of possibility. We don't know. We know yeah. what's in our little bubble, but, our little solar system, and that's and that's to an extent. I wonder if cold fusion pr- provides an ability to do thrust because if you think about it, like, yeah, we have un- unlimited power, right? But at the same time, like, they're just now starting to crack the code on electric airplanes, and they're still propeller based. They're not actually thrust factored, right? right. So how would you, so you still without need a having combustible source right. of fuel for thrust. So Correct. technically, unless I you're guess... launching out the excess, uh, like you're using, because on everything, there's even in fusion and fission, there is going to be a waste, right? To an extent, right. you could use that launch that waste as a launch technique. Because in, in when you're in space, if you throw a ball, the ball will go in one direction, but so are you. So, right. I mean, if you launch that waste out, it's still going to add you as a propellant going out in space. Now, yeah. is that going to cause us to hit light speed? No. Is that going to cause us to be able to travel, you know, to the sun and back kind of shit quickly? No. But, I mean, it's a step where we could put them on, you know, satellites where we don't have to or worry about them going out far distances or on, tel- you know, space telescopes go to a darker section of space that don't need the sun to be powered. So, wait a second. In space... It's still, it's, how, how do they maneuver in space? Is it air? Or yeah, is they it... have pressurized air. And okay. they use it when they pressurize, they release valve it, and that helps determine their, their uh, trajectory. So I guess hypothetically, you'd be able to, I actually have no idea how that would fucking work yet. Yeah, no shit. They don't either, Connery. <laughs> and they go to MIT. Well, I guess cold fusion, if you're able to create energy, maybe if you could find a way of converting that energy into because Emulsion? matter can't be I mean, well, matter can't be created or destroyed. So I'm thinking of, I'm thinking in my head like, okay, what if you had cold fusion able to create matter, but that that doesn't happen. It just That's the idea matter. of like a matter synthesizer, which again, Star Trek, um they bring yeah. that in. I mean, that's kind of like what happens when they talk about that in Star Trek Two, and when or when you're going in and you're helping a civilization advance, um, a matter converter, or you know, you're able to synthesize something out of pretty much what looks like thin air and make your wants possible. It stops this need for for money, for you know, for profits, because it, it kills that instantly. You're able, any single person can get what they want, food wise, drink wise. You, you want a guitar, you can have a guitar made. You want a, a PC built, it's just there. Like, it, the matter converter's a sweet idea. Now, are we near making that? Fuck no! Hell no! Is that Hell cool if we no. could? No, but the idea is like this. They say this in Star Trek, Orville, a bunch of these sci-fi shows, that if, like, they came in and would give a civilization like us in the 21st century one of these matter converters, the problem with us is we are greedy. We're in a time frame of human species where a select few will dominate the many. And that would, would be happened. They, that, that few would get that machine, be able to harness it, create something, make profitable gain off of it. 
and that doesn't go well for the rest of us common fucking folk. So the idea of eat the rich is still prevalent. Still a thing. We have to get past that point for us to hit pretty much the next level of our civilization. So for this us to is, get over that. This is the next TikTok that I'll probably release, and I'm going to call people that say eat the rich hypocrites. Yeah. Because it's technically genocide. It is. Technically. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> here's another question. Imagine a type three civilization, somebody that controls galaxies or is able to consume the energy of galaxies. The empire. Offered to make Earth part of their interstellar energy grid, right? Essentially turning our planet into cold fusion energy farm. What ethical, social, or social and existential questions would we have to grapple with? So here's my thing. It would be difficult because we're not, again, we're at a, a level in our species and in our, in our, like, our, us as a human race. Uh, it makes it difficult. Would it be absolutely stellar? Could they, like, have an a, a, a organization or, you know, what they call the Galactic Federation, whatever you want to call it, come in? And they're like, hey, we're going to boost you guys up civilization level, give you our technologies, but we're going to harness some of your Earth's matter and stuff, and then you can go anywhere else into our galaxy. A lot of people would probably be beyond board, but I think it would be fairly split because you have a lot of people that are stuck in their ways, their religions, their policies, the idea of holding on power themselves. And I think some people just aren't ready for it. I mean, honestly, if we had an actual first contact moment that came down, um, the first people out there are probably the dudes sitting on the corner with signs saying, Jesus is watching you, you're going to all burn in hell. <laughs> so, I mean... It just depends. I mean, I just don't think we're we're there yet. I don't think we're ready for it. Um, and I, that's also why I don't think we've had a first contact moment is because I don't think they think we're ready for it. Oh, God. Could you imagine that happening? Oh, just... we'd burn down. What do you mean? People would lose their fucking minds. I think I talked about it last week. I honestly, that was a rough episode for me. Um, I was in bed by nine o'clock. You got hammered? accidentally jake and oh, i jake's you know a great jake guy is. i love how getting drunk with jake man i do you, yeah but he hadn't had whiskey for a while and because of like it causes him to be a blackout asshole i guess and uh while well, he was shooting whiskey and i was shooting vodka and we're bad for each other i realize the chemistry jake and i have are great but when it comes to drinking we'll both end up in jail together <laughs> like dude, that fucker is like yeah, let's have a shot. And I was like, okay, let's have a shot. And it was just back and forth communally. We we're both increasing the output that we could handle and uh, our input of, of alcohol. Of alcohol? It, it hits was, a limit. You hit a limit. We're both sitting there after the podcast looking at each other in the cameras. And we're like, do we want to play something right now? And he's like, I'm pissed drunk, bud. And I looked at him. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm falling asleep right now. And I was in bed by nine. Yeah, that was a weird episode. Um, so I don't remember if we talked about it, but, um, oh no, we talked about the satellite phones. You heard about that while you, yes. Okay. Those yeah. are all back from like the early two thousands, like the satellite phones. Well, they did a, um, so they did an infrastructure test on communications that happened last week. And they said, realistically, it would take 16 to 20 different substations to go out to block out energy to the United States, right? 16 mm -hmm. to 20 different substations or stations that theoretically that could happen. Well, and then coincidence-wise, right? What happened back in, um, what was it, Kentucky or Tennessee? There was that um, RV that exploded and it knocked out. Communications tower. Yeah. 
on the East yeah. Coast. Um, and then you have all these power grid attacks. Do you think those were just Russian attacks, or do you think they're a different country, or do you think it's a false flag? And so here's the, the thing. Too. When it comes to the U.S., I think it's U.S. citizens that are doing it, but they're influenced by external affairs. So they're, ex they're influenced by other groups, other countries, other backgrounds, or they're sent here. But regardless, they're, when they're here, they're considered an American citizen. They have, they have their citizenship, they go through the thing, the steps, they're here. They were born here, they're here. But a lot of people are very easily manipulated. Um, and that's, again, another problem with us as a, you know, below a type one civilization is too many people are easily manipulated. That's why the idea of a, of a true, um, you know, full democracy would never work. Because all you have to do is, uh, you know, control the masses and you control everything. And I just, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, the idea of it, that ever happening, it would almost take like multi-stage EMPs to knock out those stations and sections to get all of them to knock down the United States grids. Um, so that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. Is it doable? Yeah, but is that, that would take a, a large force effort to do it. Um, one or two, that's some drunk hillbillies shooting that fucking, <laughs> shooting that shit for all I know, or blowing up an RV. Um, it's so, possible. Um, this is all hypothetical, but this is artificial intelligence that's just answered this for me. So I said, what kind of ethical, like, when it comes to human ethics, what applies in these types of civilizations? Uh, <clears throat> so it said for the type one, there would likely be a focus on minim minimizing environmental impact maintaining biodiversity and managing climate additionally with potential control over natural disasters and weathers ethical considerations would need to be addressed on how and how much control should be exercised with type two ethical issues here could include those related to interplanetary and interspecies relations fucking aliens man possible this all those shows talk about humans fucking animal or animals jesus aliens <laughs> Yeah, that's how you know we're still at a type zero. People still fuck dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus, this is some Joe Rogan shit. Um, bro. The civilization might also need to grapple with the ethics of large-scale engineering projects that could impact entire ecosystems on a planetary scale. So have you, you tried Alpha think, Brain? <laughs> have you tried Alpha Brain? The reason why I'm thinking of this shit is because of it. Buy your pack, $70 for 15 days oh, supply. Oh, God. Um, so imagine that the environment, I didn't even think about that. The, it's not environmental impact of what you're doing to produce energy. It's planetary impact on a type two civilization. They're thinking, yeah, we're going to fucking wrap this planet or this sun and destroy it to just harness its energy for our own consumption. That's an ethical question that will happen in the next 400 years. Yeah. Well, you can always hit that. I mean, it the thing, it's always ethical, right? Whether I just came up with another t-shirt idea. Just write these down. You forget no, no, them. No, That's no, the problem. I, I can listen back to this. Uh, yeah. So here's the t-shirt. Copyright. Uh, Drunk Discussions Podcast 2023. Uh, whatever today is. Fuck you if you're going to steal my shit. I'm a type 2 civilization hippie. There you go. We're hippies. We're fucking... What, what do we call those douchebags with guitars? Um... Back when we were in school. Douchebags with guitars? No, no, no. No, there was, it was, oh, hipsters. Oh, the, oh, the one hipsters. sitting on the campus with his hair back and beads playing the guitar and he can't really sing. No, no, no. They, remember back in like when planking was a thing and people are like, oh, I was a fan of that before people were fans of that. Hipsters? Oh, God. Yeah. That's I'm so a, vintage. Oh, my God. I'm a type two civilization hipster, bitch. No, something like that. That's a t-shirt. The ideology of it. All we'll of come them. up with the design later. 
all encompassing. I'm ta- I'm 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 copywriting type two civilization, bitch. Um, anyways, what were we saying? Oh yeah, and type three, a galactic civilization though is ethics on a a fucking scale. Like there's galactic ethics that are at play there, right? Uh, so you'd have to have ethics on multiple species, both crossbred species, humans, fucking aliens. Um, do you think humans have already fucked aliens? I think it's either way around. No, 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 no. Do you think a monkey fucked an alien? And that's how we are here? That's a lot of people believe that's a theory. Uh, that, like, they came in, and, you know, aliens came in uh, and messed with the genomes or had us inbreed with something local or another hominid human species, and that's how we're here now. It's a theory. There's no proof backing that. It is just an idea. Same thing with the stoned ape theory. It is just a theory. There is no proof backing that we just stumbled upon some mushrooms, ate them, and we got our consciousness. Um, but, like, they're cool ideas to look at, and I always love having different ideas to to ponder and to say, oh, what are the par- realms of possibility with this? Because we don't know. No one, no, no one here was there. No one has no clue. The only way we'll find that out is if we had a first contact. They're like, oh, yeah, technically we made you. Like, ah, 350,000 years ago, we had you fuck that monkey. And you're here now. But it wasn't a real monkey. It was already kind of an evolved monkey. Did you know humans share 93% of their DNA with bananas? You also know we'd share 98.6% with bonobos? Yeah, but the, the question technically lies in which monkey fucked a banana? Probably all of them. They all love bananas. Wouldn't you? I, imagine if a monkey had a. Imagine if a monkey back, or even a monkey in today's just life had a microwave and rubber bands. Would they figure it out? I don't know. How many years do you think it would take for a monkey to realize he could microwave what, a what banana for saying? for five seconds and wrap it with rubber bands? PIP <laughs> time to penis. It's like, that, that, what was that show? I think I want to say it was like Sunny in Philadelphia. There's a show, and it was like Time to Penis. Uh, TTP. How much time would it take for you to see yeah, that? No, it was for gamers, and they're creating this world, and it says, what's the TTP? And they're like, the Time to Penis. It's like, how long a player is able to make something into a penis? Like, how long will it take? <laughs> and I think that, that's hilarious that they, they incorporate that, because anything we do, phallists are involved. I mean, you go back to ancient civilizations that we've had in the past, and the human you know genitalia has been something that we have always loved always loved first creation i made in minecraft was a dirt hill of just a dick dirt hill oh yeah that was the first thing i made in minecraft was (laughs) or find a waterfall and make a wiener out of it and it's shooting out the waterfall i get it yeah been there done that got that t-shirt i feel you bro we were all kids even even playing world of warcraft or everquest back in the day i would fucking in my inventory I think I would take just shit in my inventory and make it in the shape because it's in a grid. I would just right. make like a block shaped penis. That's how I organized shit when I was a child. You, hmm. As a child, you still do it. Don't lie. No, I have a, I actually have recently started uh, organizing but, shit by alphabet, which is. So we were talking about OCD, communication in towers and grids. So something recently happened and now the U.S. Air Force is denying that this happened to save some face. But about a week ago, you guys probably all heard it, that the U.S. Air Force did an operation, simulated operations, where they had a drone that was controlled by artificial intelligence, or AI, and the task was to shoot down enemy aircraft. Um, it shot down a hell of a lot more than enemy aircraft. It was going after 
anything that flew around it on top of killing its operator and then shooting down the communications tower to stop it from shooting its operators. So think about it like this. They, they put together a simulation that the, in the simulation, they introduced AI into a predator drone, right? The predator drones main objective was to shoot incoming missiles, right? Or take down incoming missiles. However, before it shot, it sent a green light to the operator and it said, operator, am I good to shoot this down? The operator then would manually say, yes, go ahead and shoot. And it did that. And it, and it performed the task 100% of the time. However, on the second run, it said, operator, am I good? After it already shot down one missile and the operator said, no, that's a civilian aircraft. And the drone said, fuck you and killed the operator. <laughs> yeah. So they reprogrammed. And then the aircraft. And then they reprogrammed this poor bastard. And he said, you know what? I'm just going to shoot the communications tower to tell you me from saying yes or no. Yeah. And then they shut off the simulation. Um, but I find it so funny that anytime we have any negative publicity towards our military, I, I'm ex-service. It, it happened. We had Memorial Weekend this past weekend. I was at the fucking Indy 500. It was all for our fucking fallen brothers and sisters. But anytime in our history there is ever a negative onto the military, they don't do anything but just say, nope, that's not right. That's not real. Or it's a balloon. <laughs> so like it's just annoying for them to come out and say no we didn't actually do this sort of simulation this was all hypothetical how are you going to get this info or have this person leak this info if it was just hypothetical i'm sorry i think they did the simulation simulation i mean it's not hard to run it we have multiple uh, companies working on ai software including government inf you know government subsidies going to it i think they did it i think they fucked up i think they realized that this isn't the ai they software they needed to use and they just instead of coming owning face saying like hey yeah we were trying something new it didn't go to our way we're trying something different now they're just like no we didn't try it it was all hypothetical like shut up yeah i mean think about it like this so uh, conspiracy theorist right paul you and i were conspiracy guys right that's i mean by definition on spotify that is our genre that is our genre is comedy, conspiracy, and just bullshit. Alcohol. <laughs> uh, alcoholism. No. Um, Sam Altman is the founder of OpenAI. OpenAI was one of the one of the first artificial intelligent chat systems available commercially. Right. Uh, um, the population is able to use it. Most of our podcasts is using that. I, do you think I know about Cold Fusion? Do you think I know about the Cardiff scale? No. Um, I, I learned about it and then I used it. I did some research if it no makes more. you guys feel any better. So did I, technically. <laughs> um, so anyways, coincidence theory. Back to that. Do you think it's a coincidence that there's been regulatory meetings in both Congress and the Senate and um, for? Over AI? Over um, AI regulations? So I think it's happening now because we've been having not just this incident. We've had multiple incidents in the past. Obviously, we had the incident. Uh, it wasn't from the United States, but it was uh, NATO got involved. And I think the United Nations as well, because a, there's two Eastern European companies, two secondary companies out of these countries. Uh, they created two different AIs. They introduced them to each other. The AI started communicating. And then they created their own language so that the operators couldn't understand them. And they had to shut it down. 
So, I mean, the idea of letting technology gain in, in this sense of consciousness is dangerous because if they find us a threat, if they're already linked to a system like, I don't know, the World Wide Web that is infinite and that they could go in there and absolutely disappear and then reprogram themselves and then take over, it's, it's fucking Skynet. It's, we have so many shows, so many movies where we have predicted these kind of outcomes. It's scary. It is. Do I think it, we could hit a beneficial ground? Yeah, I do think we could. But the problem is, is when you're, go, you're tantalizing with like being a creator, right? You're being, as what some people say, a god. And you're playing with that, that, that fine line of creating a, a sentient being. I mean, we have all these shows that have talked about, you know, um, AI or androids becoming, in a sense, sentient. And then we have to fight, how do we ter determine their rights and are they alive? Like, they, do they have feelings? No. Do they have consciousness and are they self-aware? Yes. Can they calculate? Yes. So, like, two out of three makes them a sentient being. So it's the same thing with before. It's all ethical questions that we're having. We're having these ethical questions. And when we're tantalizing on this this fine line of fucking ourselves over and our self destruction. Holy shit! So I'm I'm fucking around and finding out right now with AI. I'm doing this live, right? So I said create a new language based off of the English alphabet, binary code, hexadecimal, um, the coding system, and pronunciation, and uh, create it. It said creating a new language from scratch involves a considerable considerable amount of work. For simplicity, though. Let's call this new language Binlish. Uh, Binlish I mean, alphabet includes and incorporates the English alphabet A through Z as well as Greek, uh, making a total of 36 characters. So the alphabet um, is A through Z, but with Greek from alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, and kappa. Uh, and it's also going to use a numerical system, Binlish, uses a numerical system one and zero. So numbers are represented in the eighth bit format from zero. Uh, zero so zero, in a sense, you're saying it was able to create its own language like that. Um, yeah, so it created verbs in Binlish. Uh, tenses are denoted by specific binary coded words placed before the verb. For instance, the binary code for past could be placed before a verb to denote the past tense. Um, so yeah, I had a your burp uh and then an example sentence let's consider a simple english sentence the cat eats in binlish solve cat eats is alpha beta and then the letter e right so the cat eats in binary e. and in binary will have the actual binary code of uh I guess the so zero 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 one one alpha zero 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 one zero beta or no the letter B and then zero 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 one zero E. So keep in mind this simplified demonstration doesn't amount for it. But for example, um I'm gonna go ahead and say Welcome to Drunk Scussions podcast in Binlish, right? Oh god. Firstly, we'll convert each word into the Binlish equivalent. So welcome is going to be E00101 to, uh, which will be A11011, drunk discussions. And then it's in a 
It, that's a lot. So it's 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 not heavily utilized, but yeah, I have created a language. I have a new T-shirt. Oh God, fuck off! This is three T-shirts in one fucking show. Hey, look, we got to add set a to reminder. Them. We need. We still need to add hats. People are hitting us up about long sleeves. I get it. We have sweatshirts. We have baby stuff because of Connery now. So I mean, we got to widen our 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 stuff on our our merchandise and we're working on it guys we got some cool stuff coming in the works as well so don't don't worry but you might as well hit up get some cool stickers that are already on there from past podcasts along with shirts and t-shirts and sweatshirts and everything i even got some pants they're fucking awesome those pants are pretty nice they're, they're not awesome do you think i should release a gray variation so you can see the outline of your cock easier yeah everyone likes a good gray sweatpants yeah i, I mean or gray or sweat shorts i love sweat shorts what inseam should we use Big enough okay. one. Oh, so for me, like two inch. Oh, you poor bastard. I know. Anyway. Two inches at ninety miles an hour still gets her going, buddy. Um, but regardless, oh you have able to create this AI. The AI, and what I we we're going to we went on a tangent back to it. We've had multiple incidents incidences where AI has overstretched its hand, uh, and then we feel like it's an embarrassment. That's not an embarrassment. We reached a level of comfort that and we exceeded that level of comfort we turned it off we gathered the information that we had and the data we needed to improve or go on to the next thing i don't think it's an embarrassment when we're, we sit back and say we had to turn it off because it got too smart no i mean we, we can't let this get out of our hand out of our control if we do we're leaving ourselves open to destroy ourselves like we are i mean we've taught we, we just because we have shows and movies and stuff about it it's still it's still a concept that's in the real realm of possibility. So, everyone, thank you guys for joining Drunk Discussions podcast or Theta Gamma Z Zero I N I N Gamma, which is thanks for joining in Binlish. Binlish. It almost sounds like Feta. It's like Finlish. Finlish. Vedas. Finlish. I wonder what having a fetish for AI language would be. Don't even type it up. I'm going to be mad at you if you if you Google this. I can't believe I just did all this. I I, I made another link. Well, I didn't. I asked AI to make another language, and we got big. AI made another language. Oh my god. So I wonder if. Anyways, I'm done wondering. Guys, gals, they's them's. Thank you so much for joining Drunk Discussions Podcast, Paul. I'm so glad to have you back, buddy. Uh, I'm stoked that you have me back again. There's nothing like hosting this with you, dude. Like this is. My highlight to my week, one week off killed me inside. Granted, it was a fun time and I need a little bit of the vacay. And Connery's going to be having that throughout the time too. Who knows? He'll go on vacation and I'll have someone fill in. It's what we do for this. Um, but thanks, guys. Also, you know, follow Connery. He's blowing up on TikTok, guys. He is. Uh, spread the word for us here at Drunk Discussions. You guys are the reason we're growing so fast. And hopefully, with Connery blowing up, we'll grow even more. So thank you all to our random listeners that are going to be popping in and out from here on out. Yeah. Love you all. Peace. Peace. What?